0: Today's guest is Geraldine Anello. She's someone who had her main career in music, but during COVID transitioned into tech recruiting, which is amazing to me and I can't wait to hear about it. She's multi-passionate about these careers and I'm just really looking forward to this conversation. So thank you for joining me today, Geraldine.
1: Thanks for having me, I'm so excited to be here.
0: (laughs) So for those who have never met you, including myself, talk about your background, where are you from, who you are and what is it that you do?
1: Yeah, I am originally from France. I moved to the US when I was 20. I did not speak English. Nope. Wow. (laughs) I know I did my studies here all in music. It was like music, music. I always had many interests. um, So even after I graduated, I was already interested in Um, entrepreneurial things and I did a lot of writing on blogs a lot of community building which I've done for 12 years at this point Um, and and then ended up having my main career in music as intended uh, played piano and conducted Broadway shows Um, and it's not like I did a full hard shift actually I'm tomorrow taking off my recruiting job in order to go do some work uh, here in New York City and I'm so lucky that my company is very supportive and they're like break the leg <laughs> when I go to <laughs> music so while I do a lot less music than I used to I definitely still have a foot in it um, but yeah had that and then was kind of considering other things like I said I always had different interests and I wasn't sure where I was gonna land so when COVID happened it was such a great opportunity for me to test out the waters without having to turn down music gigs because mm. the thing people don't understand about musicians that when you're good you're very very busy and you're working nonstop. like I'm talking no days off no evenings off no day like nothing like you're just working (laughs) so it was nice being able to test out without having to turn down things to test things out so I did that and then through the community building I was doing I had moved to Mexico during COVID and somebody was like hey you're hosting this you're doing this community building here Um, And he saw in me that I would probably make a good tech recruiter. And I had, and actually in retrospect, it makes sense. But I was like a tech recruiter, why not? And I give myself three months. I was like, okay, if I hate it, I'll have a bad three months. And then we'll see if I like it. And it's been a year and I love it. Uh, But in retrospect, it makes sense because I already had started a staffing company when I was in my early twenties for recruiting musicians. And when I first moved to New York City, I had talked to the contractors on Broadway and said, what is the path to become, to do what you do, which essentially is hiring musicians. So I'm like, clearly the hiring bug was in me. Um, (laughs) So the real change here is the tech part, which I love. I love the tech industry. I love talking with tech worker. I have a little bit of a like crush on cybersecurity people. Don't ask me why. (laughs) So it's been great. But yeah, that's the the big uh, kind of like um Man. big lines I suppose
0: <laughs> that's very interesting so let's let's roll that back a little bit so when you uh were g- growing up how did you even know you wanted to go into music
1: yeah it was like one of those that's a given you know what I mean like there was a piano in my home uh, my mom was kind of taking some lessons but like as a true beginner and apparently I was just flunking away and then they were like oh we should maybe give her some lessons they had a friend of them had a piano teacher and they told the girl who maybe was like 17 can you teach like a trial lesson to our daughter and I remember that day I kid you not I remember my very first piano lesson and I must have been like late four years old almost five like I was so young and I remember the walk down the hallway I remember peeking through the door and seeing her play like like really fast and I was like (laughs) wow one day And to this day, when I do that one thing, I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. So then, okay, that makes sense. So then you went went into education in music. What brought you to the United States specifically, though?
1: I got very lucky. Again, it's one of those like life faded moments. Um, I did not think about it. I did not ask for it. I took zero step towards it. (laughs) And then the director of the conservatory came to me one day and he was like, hey, um, we have this opportunity for one of our students to go study for one year in Kalamazoo, Michigan, at Kalamazoo College. Um, do you, and, you know, it's, they pay the tuition and the airfare, not the airfare, tuition, um, the food and the dorms, um, and in exchange you have to be like a teaching assistant in French, and we are looking for somebody that would represent us well and we think that person is you and you would really benefit from it. I think they saw at the time my entrepreneurial spirit, which did not fit in France at all, but which I think they understood would fit in better in the US. And the minute he said that, I knew that was the next move for me. Like it was instantaneous. I was, of course I played it cool as all French people have too. I was like, oh, maybe we'll see. I knew, <laughs> I totally knew I was going.
0: Wow, Kalamazoo, Michigan, that's right in, the, right in the center, like right down here, Michigan. Um, in my
1: American hometown.
0: <laughs> so then when you graduated, then you were able to move right into the music industry here in the United States?
1: So that was just one year, it was an exchange okay. program. So during that time, I had the wonderful mentorship of my piano teacher there, who was just wonderful. He's the one that guided me through the steps of applying to master's degrees. So then I did my master's at Western Michigan University, which was in Kalamazoo after that I had an OPT which is the work study visa for people you know that are immigrants so I did that worked in music Um, and then after that I couldn't stay in the US if I just stayed as a freelancer uh, because there's there was no path at the time for that and so I was like I guess it's going to be more schooling for me so I went and I did a doctorate at Boston University Wow! For the sole purpose of staying in the US, if that's <laughs> not true love, I don't know what is. But uh, yes, I'm a doctor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow! We should have included that in the introduction.
1: <laughs> well, my dad. So my dad is a medical doctor. Which, by the way, by the way, I paid my own way through school. A doctor in France is not like a doctor in the US. It's just middle class in France. Just FYI, because people hear that it's like, oh, daddy's girl. No, not at all uh literally played my way through school and with scholarships but um he's a medical doctor and so when I graduated with my doctorate he was like no there's two of us in the family
0: (laughs) that's very exciting that's awesome
1: yes and then my brother became a medical doctor so now technically it's three wow one fake one and two real ones
0: (laughs) (laughs) so then how were what 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 transpired that brought you to New York to do music then
1: uh, Broadway is here and I wanted to do Broadway. So, you know, there's, there's really no option. Mm-hmm. West End in London is the second option, but I just want, mm-hmm. I like the US. At that point, I had been in the US maybe 10 years already. And, you know, so it's very much like home. I'm an American now. <laughs> I'm an I'm American. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so New York was very much like, I knew it was going to happen at some point. I didn't know when or how, but it was very much like clear to me that that's where life would take me.
0: Any Broadway shows that we, that we would know, those of us not living in New, oh, New York?
1: Oh yeah, a bunch. I'm currently working on 1776. Okay. Um, yeah, and then I did, before COVID, I, my, two main shows I worked on the most, uh, piano and conducting, was Kinky Boots and School of Rock. I played, um, and also like here you can do rehearsals, so I can't remember which show I did what, but um, Aladdin, The Cher Show, American in Paris, which I also did in Paris at the Châtelet, which was awesome. Um, there's one. I always forget the list. Um, SpongeBob, wow. Bronx style. There's, I think there's more. I just forget though.
0: Sorry. Were, were you considered an American in Paris at that point?
1: Uh, yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Parisian and an American in Paris in Paris. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. So then COVID comes along and you, dun,
1: you, dun, dun, and, you
0: and you knew how to do hiring. I, you know, this, yeah. is, this is funny. I have another friend of mine. Um, she's an opera singer. So she's also in music, but went into tech and she had said, a, a, a mentor of hers said that there was a very close comparison to the skills, the mental skills you learn as a musician to some of the wow. same kind of concepts in technology of how, what we need to learn and how we learn it and how we remember it. Um, and so I actually, I'm not too surprised that it's technology, but, um, I'm curious. So, so what are you, I think you're independent. Are you working for a company or are you independently doing?
1: I'm working, I'm working for a company, which is wonderful. I think for a first time it's corporate, um, you know, in recruiting, it's either agency or corporate. Right. And I don't think I, I, I wouldn't have wanted to do agency because I i don't really like that high pressure competitive <laughs> <laughs> rented. That's all Broadway is, <laughs> but as far as numbers, like the whole, you know, if you do these numbers, like, you know, this kind of like sales technique thing, I don't want to sell people on their career. I feel very strongly. And like, I know recruiters feel differently where they feel they have to sell a position to a candidate. But to me, I'm very much based on the truth. And it's like, you know, if I love working with this hiring manager, I'm going to share to the candidate how much I love this team they they potentially are going to work with, you know, but I'm, um, none of it is hard sell it's all very much like let me share with you what i know for sure and i'm not going to talk somebody out of anything but i'm also not going to just push hard it's like you know if it's the right move for you or not um so anyways all that to say agency was not so clear to me but corporate it's really it's really good you know you're part of something you're in house you really get to i mean one of my colleague recruiters the other day was talking about working for the company we're working for, and I, and I gave him a whole speech. I was like, you know, it's really good because they do this and this and that, and the benefits. And I was like, you know, this your company, you know, you genuinely believe it. and don't you're <laughs> really excited for the person. Um, anyways, yes, it's it's a uh, it's great because when you get started, you really learn the ropes the right way. Mm. You know, I work for a big company. I don't know if, if I'm allowed to say that name, so I won't say it. But they're really well known in the recruiting industry. They're one of the best ones. So it's like everything you do, there's processes in place. You're trained by people who know what they're doing. So it's such a great place to really grow and learn. And I feel like even in the communities I'm in of recruiting, at this point of year in, I'm like, yeah, I can see some of the questions that are there. I'm like, yeah, I definitely know what I'm doing now, you know? So it's nice. Yeah. I feel really lucky. Very lucky.
0: And they are a big name. I actually looked you up and found the name. Uh, we won't say it. That's fine. But they are very well
1: respected. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I've been, feel- and they're really good with life balance, which was very important for me after years of really grinding really hard in music, it was, I think that's one of the things I learned, and it's a skill, you know, to be able to take that in life, <laughs> to be able to do life balance, and that's been really nice, because they, they talk about it a lot, and they actually do it, and I think we, we, and this is a recruiting me now, but like, we like to talk about companies, and what they are doing wrong, and how they talk about it life balance but they don't do it in reality and it's like this is a company that says it and that does it
0: <laughs> that's awesome and that you're right that is not always true but it's great when when it is
1: i mean granted there's layoffs so you know it's still america
0: every business goes through <laughs> the ups and downs yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes i don't want to paint the perfect picture we're still in real life it, this right. is still the real world <laughs> but
0: so you're yeah. you're managing to do both now it sounds uh how, how is that working out
1: yeah, I mean, technically on paper, it's amazing <laughs> 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 to live it To live it every day. It's really weird. I mean, it's like, I'll be waking up and doing recruiting and it's like, that's all I do. Cause that's all I think about. And then I'll be, you know, in a Broadway theater rehearsing and I'm like, yeah, this is great. And then I, when I think of the other career it's kind of like, it doesn't, it's kind of like a weird distant memory it's like, I can't believe they let me be a tech recruiter. And then I'll be at tech recruiting and I'll be like, I can't believe they let me be on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and it's this weird. I don't know why I can't, but I'm like that with places too. Cause I've lived, you know, in Mexico and in different places in the U.S. and France and I travel and it's the same thing. It's like, well, like, what do you miss about France? And I'm like, I don't miss anything unless I'm in France and I do something I wouldn't do in the U.S. I'm like, oh, I miss that the rest of the time. But I never think about it. It's weird.
0: That's I don't so know. Cool. So here's an interesting question for you. As you've gone through your career, and it's been varied, right? Var- various um, things you've done. Yeah.
1: What,
0: what's something you've seen that you wish um, they did differently? And it's it's and it could be like the way we hire people. Could be way the way the like you said work for, for, uh, work flexibility. It could be that grind you're talking about on Broadway and how that's not always necessarily respectful of an individual and their fan, that they have family or or whatever. But what what is it, it, it it's whatever it is for you um, throughout your career journey. If there if we came to you and said, Geraldine, you have the power to make a change that could make things better for everybody. Um, what might that change be that you would hope is considered?
1: Yeah, I think it's a understanding that people, as dumb as it is, that people are different. I heard so much of the discourse of it's very important to to you know do one thing like if you don't do one thing you're going to be bad at it and Mm. and I spent a lot of my years really stressing about that right so like in music it was like I came from the classical world um, but I also loved pop music and rock and it was like which am I going to do? And which can I do? And it was a big, big stressful thing. And then you go on Broadway and like one song is classical, the next is pop, the third is rock and the fourth is Latin. It's like, well, <laughs> worked out okay for me. And then, you know, it's, it's, I see it all the time is this idea that if you don't just do uh, one thing, that somehow you're bad at everything. And I run into it a lot because when people ask me what I do, I I don't like saying one thing because it's not is just so reductive to who I am as a person because I'm very much, multi, very much multi-passionate. But then if I start to say I do these different things, usually the follow-up question for people is, hey, uh, that sounds fun, but like, would you not want to like do just one thing and be good at it? And it's like, has it occurred to you that maybe I do different things and be good at them? Right. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I am good at different things and I'm not the only one. Other people are good at different things. And I just wish the cultural conversation had been less on that because I worried so much about it. And only now because I have a breadth of years and experience of different things at a high level to support my claim. (laughs) That makes me feel better. But there's different people and there are very much people that want to go in one direction and get like that. And that makes them happy. And they're going to do that. And that's wonderful. And then there are people like me that really like to do different things, and like to, and that doesn't mean they're bad at all of them, and that doesn't mean they're not specialists. I'm very much a mm-hmm. specialist of like the, you know how Broadway musicals work, you know, uh, um, or how at this point tech recruiting works. You know, not as much as if I had five years, but you know what I mean. You really right. dive in, and so. There's something to be said for like the acceptance that we're different and different things work for different people. And we've all heard it and it sounds great, but then, and I see it as a recruiter when I work with hiring managers who will look at this. And I was talking today about it with a friend of a colleague of mine. Hiring managers looking at somebody's resume and being like, well, this person applied to these different roles I have, but they are different roles. So like they must not like, which one are they actually good at? And I'm like, has it occurred to them that they are that good at everything? And then that same hiring manager said, Well, well, I didn't speak like that to them, by the way. But <laughs> <laughs> that same, but then that same hiring manager said, all oh, this the same candidate, I saw this person in an interview and they did so well. I and, and and had all the right answers for everything. So I wasn't sure if it was real or they were just making it up. And this person was, this candidate was literally gonna be, we say I saved it, but like this candidate was gonna be discarded because they're in different fields, because they're good. Mm. when they speak about all of them and I'm like oh that could have been me (laughs) (laughs) and and you know I was able to like save it and this candidate is going to be moved forward to another interview and this candidate definitely has a place in any of those positions by the way but I I found it so interesting to sit on the other side and I found for a lot of of my life I was really kind of hiding all the corners it's like I'm only this here I'm only this there Mm. and and it's becoming kind of harder at this point particularly with social media and you're like oh there's a lot of things I can't speak about if I'm trying to corner off the, the, the pieces mm. of my life you know but it's like I am a whole and I want to be whole <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's really funny it's probably uh, you know we we met through polywork, which its entire focus yes. is that we are multifaceted
1: I know I know. Please write Polywork and tell them I need to work for them.
0: <laughs> Be their tech recruiter.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not kidding. I am not <laughs> kidding. No, I am genuinely not kidding. That's I'm awesome. obsessed with Polywork. I think Polywork is the future. I think they're amazing.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Like, yeah. So, uh, and I, I completely agree with you. So, I, I as somebody who does hiring, and as somebody who's been in tech for for longer than I want to mention. <laughs> uh, There are, I've hired people who had never like maybe programmed in the programming language that I need, but because I knew they knew solidly a programming language, we could transition them, we could give them the limit, you know, some limited training or whatever, or they were just able to just pick it up right and do it and you're right we do discount people so often. And, And we've taught people for many, many years customize your resume for the job eliminate all the chaff don't let them know about all this other stuff about yourself and i completely agree with you i think we should know about the whole person
1: yeah and i think it also speaks for your ability to be good at something it's like it's something if you do two months here two months here two months here it's like okay maybe you're finding your way but if you've been good at all these things then it makes you a whole person i think i'm really lucky because at my company my manager without me ever having to state it, she said it one day in passing, like six or seven months late, like after I started. And she was like, the thing with you, Geraldine, is that I know that if I were to try to tell you not to do these other things, you would have to quit this job really fast because you would not be happy. And she was like, it's you doing all these things is what makes you you and what makes you work well at all of it. Hmm. And when she said it, it blew my mind because I've never said it. I don't think anyone had ever said it back to me in that way. And I felt so understood. And I was like, how lucky am I to have a manager that really understands the core of what I need? You know, and it's not in the books. It's not in the, you're not going to find it in a managerial book that says <laughs> the one person who's like this, do that with them. The one person who's the opposite, do this, you know,
0: right. and she
1: just instinctively understood. And like, that's why I've, I've been so happy there.
0: No, absolutely. And I do
1: well, by the way, I'm one of the top performers. I'm just going to put it out there, but I am, <laughs> and I've been, and they put me on a lot of special projects and training others and like stuff like that.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm really happy that you have a good manager supporting you. It makes all the difference, especially when you're trying something new like that. Yeah. You could have had a bad experience and you never would want to do tech recruiting again.
1: Yeah. And that's what they say, right? The number one reason why people quit a position is management. before anything else and it's like well that's also why you stay somewhere
0: (laughs) right that is good
1: management
0: exactly Exactly.
1: yeah so you you said you've been in recruiting right
0: i i do hiring so i i i have hired employees and i have people that work for me and i have to go through like that trying to figure out um how to express what it is i'm looking for but also being really willing to say okay let me look at with what people are sending in and not, and like you're saying, not make it an isolated thing saying, oh, they don't have this. So cross them off, right? This one checkbox is not checked or, you know, they have experience yeah. over here. Why in the world do they want my job and never talk to them? Right. I think there's something to be said for uh, fully understanding the the whole experience somebody's had. And especially in technology, it, it, the, the, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the secret in, of IT. None of us actually know what we're doing. We figure it out as we go. <laughs>
1: I, isn't that the secret to adulthood
0: oh that is true that is true because <laughs> at the end of the day it's we're just problem solvers somebody brings a problem and we go okay let me go figure out how to solve it and I will fix it um so and my wife doesn't like that secret by the way she thinks I actually know everything about technology so she she gets very stumped when I say that she's like what I, I thought you were gonna know the answer to my problem and I'm like no I gotta go figure it out
1: <laughs> yeah well the willingness to figure it out is a big like skill in life i think right. of anything any other one like there's people who are like i don't know how to do it and just give up or think it's gonna be too hard and then the people that just are like willing to be patient with the process be I mean, like trusting that they'll figure it out at some point
0: right i tell you if i could completely hire based on that one attribute i would absolutely do it
1: yeah i believe you i believe you i think it's so important
0: so what's what's coming up for you? What's next for you? So I, I like to end uh, the podcast on a future focused question. What's coming up for yeah. you that, that we could, that next time somebody runs into you, they can ask you, hey, how did that go for you?
1: Yeah. Um, so let's see. So one of the things I didn't mention is I published three poetry books um, mm-hmm. during COVID. Yeah. Which are on Amazon, by the way, if anyone wanted to check them out, it's <laughs> called Naked. Uh, and under that, this is the name of the collection. There's three of them. But All of that to say, I have an insider's guide to the music industry that's coming out in March, I believe, and that's a series of interviews of musicians of different genres of music and different instruments, all at the highest level. So we're talking Hollywood movies, we're talking, you know, uh, people who play for people like Beyonce and Taylor Swift, people like that. And then, you know, Metropolitan Opera and military music and American Idol, you know, very different background and basically kind of what you're doing with this podcast but like the idea was like how did they make their career work how did they get started what's their life like it's a very different life as a musician if you're in military metropolitan uh, you know opera or if you're on tour with a a-list artist and then interp- interspersed with some um stories of my life in between of how i learned from doing these interviews and what i how i put them in practice and how it helped me
0: wow that's amazing so that's march
1: yeah, it should be. I feel like I pushed it a few times for you because of COVID. But <laughs> that's all. That's all good. That's really
0: interesting. And I'll definitely get links from you to include when I push this out, so that people have links to your to your books Thank that are already you. published. And I'll mention the book that's coming in March, because that's something somebody could ask you. Hey, how did that go? Did it get published on time?
1: Yeah.
0: Or, or uh, where can I find it? Um, and then you're doing you're doing Broadway shows right now. Which Broadway shows are you involved in? Seventeen
1: Seventy Six. It's right. called. And during, but they're they're closing they're closing they're closing January eighth. Okay. And I'm the standby for the conductor, so I'm not always there.
0: <laughs> so that's pretty cool. All right. Well, uh, Geraldine, it was so fascinating to get to hear your story and hear about your accidental or interesting jump into tech and your uh, passion for music. And I just uh, I love uh, if nobody you know get anything from this the the walk away. No, I'm going to walk away understanding that we always need to recognize that people are multifaceted and multi-passionate about what they're doing. And I just think that about. I, I'm looking forward to hearing more about you.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.